Thanks for listening to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. We upload new episodes every Monday and Friday. Be sure to listen to Uncaged Voice on Twitch or YouTube and listen to the Red Pill Current News Podcast on all major audio platforms every Wednesday and Saturday for current news and special interviews. Here are your hosts, Donny Cage and the Kentucky Guy. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, the Kentucky Guy. And I am your other co-host, Donnie Cage. Ah-ha! There he is. How's it going, sir? Fair to Midland, as you would always say, Kentucky Guy. Ah, my Irish roots. Fair to Midland. Yeah. Hey, uh, so folks, if this is your first time listening to the show, be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button, no matter which platform you're listening to us on. We're on 73 different major platforms, including iHeartRadio, Pandora, Apple iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and the list goes on. Also, hit that notification button, that way you know every time we upload a new episode. Also, Mr. Uh, Cage is a part of Uncaged Voice, a co-host of that. Go ahead and tell them about that show, sir. Yes, you can check us out on our official YouTube channel, a podcast hosted by myself, Top Tier Rated, and Jigsaw Jester, where we talk about all things gaming, entertainment, and pop culture related. Yeah, and if you like to stay on top of current events, news, political things happening here in the good old U.S. of A. and around the world, I do host the Red Pill Current News Podcast. We also have uh, interesting interviews on there from time to time as well. Now, if you'd ever like to be a guest on this show or have any questions for Donnie or myself, you can always email us at olkentucky99 at yahoo.com. That's olkentucky spelled out 99 at yahoo.com. Also in the description below, you can find our social media links as well as our merch shop and all our website and all of that good stuff. So be sure to check that out. All right, so let's get into today's episode. I think uh, let's go ahead and start off with raw results. Yeah, raw results sounds good. Let's do that. So, uh, during last night's Raw, WWE Raw, Rhea Ripley was awarded a new championship, the Women's World Championship. I thought that was pretty cool that uh, everybody's getting new belts. Can't wait to see what the tag team belts are going to look like. This was a nice belt, and if you notice, I kind of like I mentioned it uh, when Asuka got hers, this belt looks very similar, very similar. To Asuka's belt. 
So I thought that was uh, pretty cool. Uh, also, another major story, Seth Rollins. We now know who his challenger is for the pay-per-view of Money in the Bank for his world heavyweight title. Uh, Finn Balor last week could not help himself interfering in uh, Damian Priest's title match. And then he walked around like he had a chip on his shoulder. He blames Seth Rollins for him not uh, for injuring him when he first won the Universal title. I love how they brought this story completely back around to that. I've always said Finn Balor never got a fair shake after that for a rematch uh, for the title, his, his overdue rematch. So years, seven years, I think it's been, seven years later, here we go. Uh, your thoughts, sir, on those two items? Well, uh, the Rhea Ripley segment is that portion of the show where I took my remote, I tossed it up in the air and jumped for joy. See, I, see what I did there? I didn't say I threw it at the television. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, Kentucky guy, the fact that Asuka and Rhea Ripley both got new championship belts and the fact that they now bear the names World Women's Championship and WWE Women's Championship will make everything a lot less confusing now, because if you remember, Asuka was on SmackDown, and she had the Raw women's title. Rhea Ripley was on Raw and had the SmackDown women's title. So now that those are gone, I would actually have to say I'm happy with the new designs and the new names of the championship titles. And hopefully now there'll be less confusion and less crossovers between the two shows. So I was happy with that segment and, of course, I'm excited to see Seth Rollins and Finn Bauer face each other for the Men's World uh, World Heavyweight Championship. Long-storied rivalry there. I appreciated the fact that they brought it all full circle. Of course, my money is going to be on Seth Rollins at the end of the day, even though I know Finn's going to give him a good match when all is said and done. Yeah, that should be a very... Every time these two have competed, it's always been a very good match. So, yeah, I think that should be a good match as well. I personally hope Finn Balor does not. If Finn Balor is not going to go over in this match and win the title, I hope he does not bring back the Demon for this match. I'm tired of seeing the Demon come back and lose matches. Now, another match was made official for Money in the Bank last night, and that was Cody Rhodes versus Dominique Mysterio. Uh, these two have had multiple confrontations. And it led to the formal challenge to open right at the beginning of the show. And challenge accepted. Cody Rhodes did then have a match with Miz. Who tried to attack Cody Rhodes while he was placing the challenge out to Dominic. Dominic did get another cheap shot behind. However, Cody Rhodes did once again defeated the Miz via pinfall. Poor old Miz. I, he just... I don't know. He can't seem to win a match. The only reason why he's still relevant, unlike Baron Corbin, because I say his record's probably very close to Baron Corbin's as far as wins and losses, but Miz is just a bigger superstar and better on the mic. So even when he's losing, he can still make you care and love him. Another qualifying uh, match, Becky Lynch defeated Chelsea Green. Via submission with the disarmor. I thought that was pretty cool. And then a Money in the Bank qualifying match. Damian Priest defeated Matt Riddle. Via pinfall with the Razor's Edge. Matt Riddle has literally come back. And been a pushover. Please do not put him. 
pit him against Gunther for the Intercontinental title. He does not have, he doesn't have that star power right now. He doesn't have the same, he's, he's not where he was when he faced Seth Rollins in that pay-per-view, in that uh, pit match. So, But anyways, your thoughts on those, sir? Well, I'm glad to see Damian Priest uh, qualify for the Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, I, I agree with you, Kentucky guy. Unfortunately, Matt Riddle has taken a turn for the worst in his career. He's kind of just putting people over right now and not looking very strong in the process. Huge, huge 180 from when he competed against Seth Rollins at Extreme Rules, where he looked like a million bucks in that uh, fight pit match. Whether he's able to turn things around eventually and get back to where he was before remains to be seen, but things aren't looking very promising for Matt Riddle right now. It's almost like once they decided to permanently split up him and Randy Orton when Randy uh, had to go out for injury, that kind of was, the writing was on the wall for Matt Riddle. Unfortunate, but that's just uh, the way it goes sometimes in the industry. Um, it shows you who the bigger star is. Becky Lynch beating Chelsea Green, once again, doesn't surprise me. Becky Lynch is in the Money in the Bank ladder match, and Chelsea Green, despite also being a very talented women's wrestler and having a great character, also just puts people over. Okay, fine. I mean, at least she's putting somebody legit over, like Becky Lynch. And, uh, you know, the Cody Rhodes-Dominic Mysterio match, we knew it was coming. Seemed, to, seemed like they were hinting at it the last couple of weeks. And uh, all I'm going to say about that match is Prison Dom is going to have to bring his A-game to this match against the American Nightmare. Or he could be taking a one-way trip back to back to prison. The, the prison of obscurity, that is, if he loses this match to Cody Rhodes. Man, Dominic, listen. Prison Dom is going to take Cody Rhodes... And beat him like Dusty should have. Who was a bad father. Just like Cody Rhodes is a bad father. Uh, also, what about the Cody Rhodes and Miz match? Any thoughts on it? Uh, man, once again, the Miz, at one point in time, the most must-see WWE superstar of all time. Wow. How, how, how the man has fallen, unfortunately. Usually, um, you'd get a match like Cody Rhodes versus Dominic Mysterio on Raw, and the match at Money in the Bank would be The Miz versus Cody Rhodes. But instead, it's the opposite because of the state of WWE right now. So, it's unfortunate for The Miz and for his fan base is all I'm going to say. And didn't these two fight last week also and Cody Rhodes went over? Uh, yeah, this is multiple times they've wrestled now that he's put Cody Rhodes over. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Then we had uh, Enda Sheer, which is the name of that faction uh, from the guy, the guys from Saudi Arabia. They were they did an interview and they offered Cedric Alexander and Benj uh, Sheldon Benjamin quote a real match after beating down the duel before their plan match last week. Uh, you know these guys talk a big game. It's easy to talk a big game when you're talking to part timers like Cedric Alexander and Sheldon Benjamin. <laughs> I mean. Pretty easy, but anyways, Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed actually defeated Ricochet, but it was disqualification after the interference by Shinsei Nakamura. I don't really know what's going on with these three. Uh, I, I, I quite 
I quite don't understand the purpose of it because neither, I mean, Ricochet's had multiple attempts at uh, Gunther's uh, Intercontinental title. I, I just, I don't know the payoff for these three, but I, I'm looking and I'm thinking we're going to see another triple threat match at the next pay-per-view possibly with these three. I don't know. Very, very, no, we can't because Shinsei Nakamura's in the, and Ricochet, never mind. These guys are in the winning the bank match. Uh, so just interesting. I don't know what the payoff's going to be. Shayna Baszler uh, had a one-on-one -on -one match with Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, she rolled her up with the most amazing move in sports entertainment uh, when she was distracted by Ronda Rousey, and Shayna Baszler did defeat Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, your thoughts on uh, those three, sir? No real comment on the Indus share, um, Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin backstage segment. It was a segment. It's just to get all four guys, uh, plus Jinder Mahal, who I almost just called Muhammad Hassan a second ago. <laughs> um, it's just to get them on TV. So I, 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 I'm not really invested in any of them right now. Um, you know, moving on to the um, Ricochet Bronson Reed match. Bronson Reed should have, should have won this match by pinfall. Um, if Shinsuke wanted to come out and attack him after the match, that would have made a lot more sense. Um, it's very clear that they want to push Bronson Reed, but why he couldn't just pick up a, a, a your basic victory in a singles match is beyond me. You're supposed to be building this guy up to be a big deal, and they just keep doing like this whole start-and-stop approach, which I'm not a fan of. I mean, I like Ricochet and I like Shinsuke Nakamura. Don't misunderstand me, but Bronson Reed, I'm a fan of as well. Um, <laughs> Shayna Baszler, can I ask you a question? Why does Shayna Baszler need to beat anyone with a roll-up? She has one of the most devastating submissions in wrestling, the Kira Fuda Clutch, that she can lock on just about anybody, and she wins by roll-up. I don't understand that. Very, very, very bizarre. Plus the fact that she's one half of the women's tag team champions and should always be booked to look strong. Yeah, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, and the only thing I can figure out is Raquel Rodriguez, uh, just recently, this year, I think. Yeah, this year, she had an arm injury. So that may be it. The Bronson Reed thing, I kind of agree with you. The only thing is, is Shinsei Nakamura joined the commentators and Bronson Reed threw Ricochet into him like a dart, <laughs> like a lawn dart. So, of course, he's got to retaliate somehow. Uh, let's see. We had Chad. This this is the match right here, if you're all wondering, because this is uh, there's only one more match after this. This is the match where I busted my television last night. I don't get it. Chad Gable. Versus Eric of the Viking Raiders. Chad Gable wins the match with a sunset flip. With a sunset flip, I this disgusts me. Yes, 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 yes. We always give Chad Gable props because he's a good wrestler. He's, he's a great amateur wrestler. But on paper, his win-loss record, he puts everybody else over. Why not let him be the starting push for this Viking Raider? They're just wasting this talent. And it's starting to tick me off a little bit. They are wasting these guys. <sighs> and then we had the WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championship match. 
Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defended their titles against Imperium, which was actually Gunther and Kaiser. And Sami Zayn hit Kaiser with the blue Thunder Driver. There was some shenanigans in there, but he did hit him fair and square with the blue Thunder Driver for the pin. And still, your undisputed tag team champions of the world, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Your thoughts on those two matches, sir? Yeah, happy to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn uh, retain the titles, keeping that uh, keeping that win streak alive. Uh, it, it's great, uh, great to see. Glad that Gunther did not take the uh, pinfall loss. Not that I expected him to, but uh, but just obviously glad to see it. Um, yeah, you know, it's uh, I'm going to be interested to see where they take the tag team titles next, um, Kentucky guy. Uh, but important thing, like I said, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. Always looking strong, which is uh, which is which is great to see, and and, and the other one was uh, sorry, Chad Gable and Eric. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, that was that was the bathroom break. Unfortunately, that's what it's become really at this point because the WWE is not invested in the Viking Raiders anymore. Clearly, clearly they are not invested in this team, uh, the, and these guys were the Raw Tag Team Champions way back when. And, again, I'm a fan of Chad Gable. I think he's a great worker. But, you know, Alpha Academy, I never can figure out whether they're pushing them or whether they're putting people over. The Viking Raiders, they just seem to have given up all all hope on now. Which is unfortunate. You know, uh, the Riot Squad, that's who comes to mind when I think of the Viking Raiders now. And wasn't the... Van Hella or the the lady that's uh, their manager or whatever on the bike wasn't she a part of the riot squad? That Val Hella back when she was Sarah Logan was a member of the riot squad. Yeah, so that that's the team that uh, comes to mind when I think of how they're treating the Viking Raiders. But uh, anyways, uh, let's uh, let's get into today's wrestling headlines and rumors around the water cooler. Time for today's wrestling headlines in this episode, wrestling news and rumors around the water cooler segment. And Mr. Cage, I'll let you go ahead and take the first two. Yes, sir. Miro responds to a fan knocking AEW for putting him on collision. Miro is slated to make his return to AEW television this Saturday night on the premiere of Collision from Chicago, Illinois. The show will feature the return of CM Punk when he teams with FTR against Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Samoa Joe. Miro hasn't wrestled since he, Darby, Allen, and Sting defeated the House of Black at September's All Out pay-per-view. He was kept off television until a one-off appearance on a May episode of Dynamite where he did a random backstage cameo where he was seen walking into the office of Tony Khan. While off television, AEW presented plans to him, but he didn't like what was pitched and turned them down, leading to the decision being made for AEW to keep him off television until they could agree on creative. Miro responded to a fan on Twitter who knocked AEW for putting him on a terrible show. Miro reacted by noting how the show could be terrible if it hadn't even started yet. Miro wrote, How can it be terrible when it hasn't happened yet? Debut episode is this Saturday, June 17th, and the Redeemer will be there. 
I have to be honest with you, Kentucky guy. Other than briefly being the TNT champion, AEW has dropped the ball on Miro so badly. And I really, really wish that he could find a, uh, find a way to get out of his country and come back to WWE as Rusev. We could see the return of Rusev Day, and we could see him possibly even renew an old rivalry of his with an individual named Roman Reigns, because that would be a feud I would love to see. But whether that could ever realistically happen in the foreseeable future, I don't know. But I truly believe that WWE could utilize Miro Rusev a lot better than AEW is. Yeah, I tell you, I think that, uh, well, let's see what they do with him on this collision. And one, one part about that I don't think could be true in a sense is if they took some things to Rusev and he said no, he's under contract, so... If they wanted to, you know, if he just flat out said no, they could actually say, dude, you're under contract, you're going to do something. So I don't know about that update on that, that headline, but it could be, uh, could be interesting. I don't know. Could be interesting. Uh, let's see what they do with them on collision. I agree. I, they have misused them. Uh, they don't know what they got there. They do not know what they have. I don't think WWE knew what they have. This guy will put butts in the seats, and he is—he's uh, that good. He's that good, and uh, I think that uh, he could be an all-time star. I think uh, he did a, a great job. I don't think nobody's done the job he's done with the TNT title. Nobody's been as good a champion as him, in my opinion. Uh, okay, sir, you got the next one? Backstage news on how many more matches WWE will add to the Money in the Bank card. This year's WWE Money in the Bank card is coming along as four matches have been confirmed thus far for the show. On Monday's episode of Raw, WWE confirmed WWE World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins defending against Finn Balor and Cody Rhodes versus Dominic Mysterio. Also, Damian Priest qualified for the Men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Obviously, more matches will be added to the show, but the number of bouts has been unknown until now. Insider account Boozer BWE, which has broken past WWE stories, reported that three more matches would be announced for the show, making a total card of seven matches. WWE holds Money in the Bank on Saturday, July 1st at the O2 Arena in London, England. Here is the updated card for the time being. World Heavyweight Championship match, Seth Rollins defends against Finn Bauer. Men's Money in the Bank ladder match, thus far confirmed to feature Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, LA Knight, Butch, Santos Escobar, and Damian Priest. And the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match, thus far confirmed to feature Zelina Vega, Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, Io Sky, and Bailey. Well, I mean, it's a pretty stacked card thus far. The Money in the Bank ladder matches are, mm, you know, okay. We're going to see uh, who else gets added to the field for both the men and the women. Um, I'm also curious to see if they add possibly an Intercontinental title match or 
a tag team title match or a United States title match. Um, it's going to be interesting, but it will definitely be a good show because WWE, honestly, has been doing a really good job with their last several people. Yeah, I um, I think the qualifying matches are over with, though, right? Like, we've got the men's and women's as far as the ladder match winning a bank. Those spots are filled. Well, did they ever confirm how many people were going to be? Because I think the men, you've got about six confirmed. I don't know if they ever said it was going to be a total of eight or if six was going to be the limit. And for the women, it's only five uh, participants confirmed. Yeah, it's normally only five for the men, too. And there's already six? Woo! Yeah, it's normally five uh, for both. So, hmm. Maybe they're changing things up? Okay, so I've got the next headline here. WWE has some surprises, talent repackaging, and more title updates coming soon. Triple H apparently has a lot of good things planned for WWE fans in the coming weeks and months. BWE has been dropping some nuggets of information in recent days on his private Twitter account on Sunday. He wrote, Few returns in the coming months. Couple of title updates and talent repackaging. Stay tuned for updates. Cheers. Today, he followed up and simply stated that fans should be prepared for a comeback shortly. Under his tweet, he added a come-out-of-nowhere gif, which seemingly implies that Randy Orton is returning to WWE TV. Now, Cowboy Bob Orton, and we reported this, told Sports Skeed Bill Apter that his son is training, but he thinks the doctor told him he should not wrestle again. He's training, so well, we'll see what happens, Orton said. I don't know if he feels like going back. If he feels like going back or if he feels like he's uh, ready to go back. I think he might, Orton said. Then again, he's pretty well taken care of. I don't think he needs to. I think the doctors have told him not to. Orton continued, Randy will do what Randy is going to do. He always does. So that should be interesting. Once again, I'm not a huge fan of him coming back. If the doctors are telling him that he shouldn't because he could risk permanent damage, he has nothing else to prove. He's a 12-time champion, a world champion. Uh, you know, I mean, he's got kids. He's got a wife. I just, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not happy with him coming back and putting himself in danger if that's what the doctors are saying. Uh, your thoughts on that headline, sir? Yeah, I mean, certainly based on the on uh, what was said there, if you read between the lines, it sounds like they're teasing a Randy Orton return. I do agree with you, Kentucky guy, that if he's really going to be risking his long-term health, it's not the smartest thing for him to come back. He has to think about other important things to him outside the ring, such as his family. I would have to assume, though, that someone like Randy Orton, who we know absolutely loves this business, is probably consulting with multiple doctors, getting second opinions and everything, and is also talking with WWE's internal physicians to say, what do you think? Should I, can I come back for one last run, or is it really not recommended, especially with the amount of damage he's apparently done to his back? So it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds. Could it be, but could it be another superstar, and this is just a, uh, a way to throw us off it's it's always a possibility you know one thing that i've noticed with athletes in, in all kinds of different sports a lot of times the coaches and in this case it would be the owners 
or a head of creative or bookers or what, what have you in this sport. But they need to step in and save athletes from themselves sometimes. So if the doctor is saying this, I'm going to be pretty disappointed if Triple H doesn't do a whole lot of investigating and a whole lot of talking to get Randy, you know, get Randy Orton. Because they used to be very close. They may still be. But he needs to step in there if the doctors are saying this, say, look, dude, and try to save Randy from himself. So, all right, next headline. WWE confirms Roman Reigns' next undisputed universal title defense. Fans can expect to see more of Roman Reigns this summer, both on WWE television and at events. Last year, when Reigns signed a new WWE deal, he got a pay increase, and he had his WWE schedule reduced, which he mostly works TV and uh, live events, paid live events. In his last match at Night of Champions, Reigns and Solo Sequoia lost to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. For the undisputed tag team titles. The defeat happened when Jimmy Uso turned on the Tribal Chief. Hitting him with two super kicks to leave him laid out. Zayn and Owens hit their finisher to solo for the win and retain their titles. Rain is slated to work a house show on June 17th from Cincinnati, from Cincinnati, Ohio at the Heritage Bank Center. The arena is advertising him defending his undisputed universal title against Rey Mysterio. World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins, Shinsei Nakamura, Matt Riddle, Owens, Owens and Zane, and more are advertised for this show. On June 5th, WrestleTrix, which does a great job with tracking ticket sales, knows that the show had sold 3,781 tickets with 2,165 being sold when Reigns was added to the lineup. He sold the additional tickets, uh, although the number wasn't given at that time, of 2,165. Wow, that's a lot. So his updated WWE schedule for next month, SmackDown. He'll be on SmackDown on June 16th, June 30th, July 7th, July 21st, July 28th. House shows June 17th in Cincinnati, Ohio. July 22nd in Mexico City. Pay-per-views. He'll be wrestling at Money in the Bank. Ooh, he'll be wrestling at Money in the Bank. So, I think we might get that match I talked about last episode. We might get Solo Sequoia and Roman Reigns versus the Usos. Wow. Wow. That's a WrestleMania match, man. And then August 5th, he will be wrestling at SummerSlam. Interesting. So, I'm glad they're putting his schedule out there now. And... I kind of like, uh, yeah, I kind of like this. I kind of like how they're, uh, you know, he's not going to be gone forever. And, you know, you have to have, especially if you're just going to have one champion, he's got to be around. He's got to be there, which they do have two champions now with uh, Seth Rollins. But if you're going to call him the undisputed universal champion, yeah, he needs to, uh, he needs to be around more. And it looks like he is, so uh, I'm good with that. I like it when the tribal chiefs around. Uh, your thoughts, sir? Yeah, I mean this is good news. This is good news because you can only do so much storytelling without Roman Reigns on television. I mean, you can't just have Paul Heyman come out every week and say the tribal chief would love to be here, but he was detained somewhere else, and only have him compete at occasional 
pay-per-views. I mean, like it or not, yes, we have two world titles now, but Roman Reigns is the guy. He's the face of the company right now, whether people like it or don't like it. So, you know, you've got to take advantage of that and use him as frequently as you can, even if he does have a reduced number of dates in his contract. So this is definitely good news and will help to move the Bloodline story along further and further and make it even more interesting and dramatic. So this is definitely good news. Yeah, absolutely. All right, sir, you have the next uh, headline? Yeah, but this will be my last headline. Um, I've just got one more, too. Clarification on AEW's interest in Sean Waltman. Billy Gunn got people talking this week when he noted that AEW tried to get fellow WWE Hall of Famer Sean X-Pac Waltman to join the promotion. While speaking with Sports Kita, the current AEW star noted they attempted to get him a few times, but things didn't work out. Billy Gunn said, I think we've tried to get Sean in here a couple of times. Things just didn't work out. But I think if the time's right, I think he would be a great asset because he still has huge popularity. And everybody knows him, and he's such a good guy that he would not only help the younger talent as well as be a good representative for our company, and he'd be amazing if we could get him in here. While speaking on Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer noted while AEW was interested, there were no serious talks, and it would have likely been a one-off appearance. So, again, I'd have to assume that if they were going to hire Sean Waltman, it would be to work primarily behind the scenes and maybe make some occasional appearances on television. Sean Waltman, last I checked, isn't really in ring shape to be in there taking bump. I could totally be wrong about that, but I know he's had a long, long history with substance abuse like many members of the clique. Um, He's obviously cleaned up his act in recent years and has made frequent appearances for WWE on DX reunion shows and everything. But, uh... You know, I, I don't really know if there's much for AEW to benefit from bringing in Sean Waltman at this stage of his career. I mean, it's kind of like when they brought Sabu in. Like, what purpose did that really serve? Other than he runs in, he throws a chair at somebody, and that's and that's it. He collects a paycheck. If you're going to bring a legendary wrestler in, utilize them in some capacity where it's going to have a little bit of impact. Now, i I seen Sean Waltman on... Kevin Nash's podcast, which he does a video as well, not that long ago, and well, I have to be honest, he was higher than a kite. He was—you could tell—he was still abusing substance. And yeah, he's got a belly now. He's not—he's not—he's not ready. He's not—he's not a wrestler anymore. He's so far from being an athlete. It's not even funny uh, these days. You know, I mean, he was. Uh, I'll never say that he was great in his day, but he was good. He was good. And DX gave him that lift to where he was even better. And uh, the NWO helped him in his career as well. So, yeah, you know, I won't, I won't say that he was ever great, like a singles competitor. I don't, I don't think he was. Uh, but he was pretty good on the mic, uh, and he was funny. So, you know. But, yeah, I think he still is abusing substances. You know, unless that was, uh, nah, I seen the date on it when they did it. That wasn't, I'm talking like within the last couple weeks. So, yeah, we'll see. Kevin Nash, now he did look like he was straight on that podcast. So, that was cool. 
he was talking about his son and stuff. So, Okay, so let's see. I've got the next headline. Bianca Belair is not happy about Charlotte Flair getting uh, slotted ahead of her for the WWE Women's title. Charlotte Flair made her return last night on WWE Friday Night SmackDown. Last night. <laughs> I'm sorry. On the last Friday Night SmackDown last week. Uh, but not everybody was happy to see her. Flair interrupted Asuka after Adam Pearce unveiled the new WWE Women's Championship. Flair made it known that she intended on challenging for the title, but Bianca Belair is not happy about it. And she's making it crystal clear on social media. On Saturday afternoon, Belair tweeted the following. Ben, process ben, pro quote, ben processing what went down. You should have done this one because I, I hate talking ponytail girl. Uh, what went down last night. So let me get this straight. I did exactly what was asked of me. I agreed to let Asuka have her moment as long as I got my rematch just for Charlotte to come out, demand, and get handed a rematch. And am I tripping or am I tripping? Yeah, you're tripping, stupid. Uh, she then followed up with another tweet. Well, apparently we have matches for different titles. So problem solved. At Scrap Daddy AP. So, in this, in this editor's opinion, it looks like WWE is either setting up Belair to wrestle both Oscar and Flair at Money in the Bank, or Belair will wrestle the winner of Flair not versus Oscar at a later date. Either way, Belair is back in the title picture along with Charlotte Flair. Well, she doesn't need to be in the title picture. We finally got rid of her. And I'm sorry, but Flair doesn't need a title this fast. She doesn't. She does not need a title this fast. Let Asuka, who got a huge pop on SmackDown when she came out to the ring to get her a new title, let her hold this title for a while. I mean, geez almighty. Let your Money in the Bank winner be the next true challenge for that title. Your thoughts on that headline, sir? Yeah, I mean, I don't really think it's fair that every time... Someone else is in line for a title shot. In this case, Bianca Belair against Asuka. Um, and she was promised a title shot by Adam Pierce. Oh, Charlotte Flair shows up. And what, what we, we, we have to scrap that and, and give the queen that opportunity because she's back. She's been gone for two months, but she automatically gets, gets, first, gets first priority. Look, look, we all know how good Charlotte Flair is. She may be the best female talent on the roster. How great. But that doesn't mean that there are... No, what's that? How great she is, you mean. Sorry. How great she is. But that doesn't mean that there aren't other female competitors who don't deserve that opportunity. You mentioned the Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, how it would, be, it would be natural to put the winner of that match against Asuka. Bianca Belair, again, is, is looking to get her rematch. So, I mean... You know, Charlotte, your time will come again. Trust me, you'll get another opportunity. Take a step back, take a chill pill, and give someone else an opportunity right now. But it doesn't need to be Bianca Belair. She doesn't need that title back. We just finally got rid of her. Wouldn't you, would you not agree with this, that Asuka needs to hold on to that title for a little while? I would have no issue with Asuka holding on to that title. It doesn't mean 
just because Bianca Belair gets a title match that she's going to beat Asuka. She has beaten her before, but Asuka's also beaten her, like, like she did in Saudi Arabia at Night of Champions. So a, a title opportunity does not mean an automatic victory. But I see this all the time with WWE when Charlotte Flair is in line for a title opportunity. Nine times out of ten, she walks away with the title. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unless her opponent happens to be Ronda Rousey. Yep, you're right. All right, or Rhea Ripley, who was the last one who dethroned the queen. All right, so that was my head, uh, last headline, sir. Uh, do you have anything else for tonight's episode? And no Kentucky guy, I, I don't think I do. Uh, I think we've covered all the major stories that broke in the last few days. Yeah, I am. Uh, so I have to be honest. I, I've told you all that I wasn't looking forward to Money in the Bank because of the ladder matches of the people that are actually in there. But since we've added this Rollins and Finn Balor match, and we know the Tribal Chief will be competing at Money in the Bank in some capacity... And we had the Rhodes and uh, Dominic match now. I'm actually kind of looking forward to the Money in the Bank. I think it might be a decent decent show. Uh, the Money in the Bank matches, I still think L.A. Knight is your winner. Even though Damian Priest is in the, is in the shuffle now. I just, uh, no one else in, the, in that match excites me. So, but hey, uh, Liv Morgan won a one year, so. What can I say? <laughs> All right, folks. So you've been listening to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> With your co-host is Donnie Cage and the Kentucky Guy. And as always, folks, God bless and God bless America. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank <laughs> you.